Hello, my name is Farron Glenfield. I'm the Church of Ireland Bishop of Kilmore, Elfin and Arda. COVID-19 is on the rise again in Ireland and that is alarming. And we've been asked by the government to close our churches for Sunday worship. And I know that's disheartening to so many of our people. During the first lockdown, which lasted for nearly three months, uh, we used online services to great effect. And so at this time, uh, we've asked our parishes to go online. Many of them are doing that. And the diocese itself will be conducting services online. And so the series of services, which I hope you will enjoy, uh, will be compilations of live streams that took place when we were able to go to church in uh, the summer months uh, and also taken by clergy and uh, lay people uh, in their own churches uh, at this time when we're closed. At a time like this we need to keep our eyes fixed upon the Lord. In the Psalms we read, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. And so we pray for ourselves and we pray for the needs of our community and our country and the world at this time. In the strong name of Jesus. God bless. Good morning and welcome to our service. This for the Sunday, the 15th of November 2020, the second Sunday before Advent. And yes, we're still here on our own in an empty church, still under those COVID-19 restrictions. A third time uh, of Sunday worship that we're in front of cameras instead of together. But I pray that wherever you are, whether at home or on the road perhaps, with your, if you're with your family or, or friends or if you can be or if you're just on your own, let us gather together knowing that our God binds us together in our worship and our praise. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Our call to worship. Blessed are those who will not trade in their faith for a bushel of fear. For they know God's heart. Blessed are those who stand alone at gravesides. For they are wrapped in God's arms. Blessed are those who humbly care for the vulnerable. For they shall create new communities. Blessed are those who miss dinner and happy hour each night in order to care for the forgotten. For they shall be filled with the manna of hope. Blessed are the compassionate. Even with those who run them the wrong way, for they will be cared for by others. Blessed are those who look out for their neighbours. For they live next door to God. Blessed are the menders of brokenness, for they know what it is like to be reconciled to God. Blessed are those who are mocked by the rich and the powerful, for they know they are walking the streets of the kingdom. Blessed are you when others mock you, point at your mask, think you are foolish for keeping your distance, caring for others, for then you will know you are a sibling of Jesus. Blessed are all those who model faith for us in these uncertain days, weeks, and months. Let us join together in our opening hymn.
My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest friend, but wholly trust in Jesus' name. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly trust in Jesus' name. Christ alone, call us weak or made strong in the Savior's love through the storm. He is Lord, Lord of all. When darkness seems to hide his face, I rest on his unchanging grace. In every high and stormy gale, my anchor holds within the veil. My anchor holds within the veil. Christ alone, cornerstone, weak or made strong, and Savior's love through the storm. He is Lord, Lord of Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, 
as it was in the beginning, is now and shall be forever. Amen. Praise the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Amen. Our psalm this morning is Psalm 123. If you're following at home in the Book of Common Prayer, you'll find this on page 744. And we'll read this this morning by the alternate verse. Psalm 123. To you I lift up my eyes, to you that are enthroned in the heavens. As the eyes of servants look to the hand of their master, are the eyes of a maid to the hand of her mistress. So our eyes wait upon the Lord our God, until he have mercy upon us. Have mercy upon us, O Lord, have mercy upon us, for we have had more than enough of contempt. Our soul has had more than enough of the scorn of the arrogant, and of the contempt of the proud. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. The reading is taken from Matthew chapter 25, beginning at verse 14. The parable of the bags of gold. Again, it will be like a man going on a journey, who called his servants and entrusted his wealth to them. To one he gave five bags of gold, to another two bags, and to another one bag, each according to his ability. Then he went on his journey. The man who had received five bags of gold went at once and put his money to work and gained five bags more. So also the one with two bags of gold gained two more. But the man who had received one bag went off, dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with them. The man who had received five bags of gold brought the other five. Master, he said, you entrusted me with five bags of gold. See. I have gained five more. His master replied, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. The man with two bags of gold also came. Master, he said, you entrusted me with two bags of gold. See, I have gained two more. His master replied, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Then the man who had received one bag of gold came. Master, he said, I knew that you were a hard man, harvesting where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. So I was afraid and went out and hid your gold in the ground. See, here is what belongs to you. His master replied, You wicked, lazy servant. 
So you knew that I harvest where I have not sown, and gather where I have not scattered seed. Well then, you should have put my money on deposit with the bankers, so that when I returned, I would have received it back with interest. So take the bag of gold from him and give it to the one who has ten bags. For whoever has will be given more, and they will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even what they have will be taken from them. And throw that worthless servant outside, into the darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. This is the word of the Lord. Stand to sing, God has spoken.
here this morning. Let's just bow our heads as we pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your glory. We thank you, Lord, for your sovereignty. And we thank you, Lord, for the word that you've given us. As we gather around your word, open our hearts and open our minds to you afresh this day, we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, welcome this morning uh, on our diocesan service to Valley McCormick Church, this beautiful little chapel here in the Longford group of parishes. My name is Reverend Simon Scott and it's a delight as we open God's Word together. If you have a Bible with you at home, do turn with me to Matthew's Gospel, chapter 25, which was read first earlier in our service. God chooses by his divine trust to use his people as loving channels to share his abundant blessings and cascade them through the community for his glory. It's a reality of being a Christian that God chooses by his divine trust to use his people, you, myself, others, as loving channels to share his abundant blessings and cascade them through the world and his community for his glory. Well, picture this as we gather around God's Word this morning, an immense waterfall, an immensely tall waterfall, you're standing at the foot of it, and the wind is blowing, billowing towards you as the wash of the spray of the cascading water drenches us. The water tumbles, crashes down around us, and even if we wish we couldn't stop the flood. One of my favourite waterfalls is this one, uh, the Glen McNass waterfall in Wicklow, Wicklow, in the shadow of Mullachie Vaughan Mountain. The stand in the vicinity is deafening as you hear the rushing water, especially after a spring snow melt. And as a reminder, as we hear this water come down the waterfall, that there is a river above it that is full to the brim. And even further up, a spring, a source, a useful stream flowing through the mountains. Reminder, God's provision comes from far away. And it is God's provision that is like a stream that we're focusing on this morning. His provision is like a stream bulging its banks, overflowing, flooding, as he shares his amazing blessing to the world. The blessing of his love, the blessing of his provision, the blessing of his hope, the blessing of his presence in our lives. See, God's provision is like a stream that pours out his amazing blessings on his world. And his people with one purpose, as people may know him and his love. His blessing given to his people freely in the grace that he provides. And our parable this morning in Matthew's Gospel follows on from our reading last Sunday here in the Longford Group, the early part of Matthew's 25. And once again illustrates what the end days will be like. And what God's expectations of his people till then. The parable features 
three chosen servants, to whom the master entrusted his wealth, to them according to their own ability. To one he gave five bags of gold, the equivalent of a hundred years' worth of daily labour. To the second he gave two bags of gold, the equivalent of forty years of daily labour. And to a third servant he gave one bag of gold, the equivalent of twenty years of daily wages. The master's generosity is incredible. And in giving to his servants, the master is expectant of the wise usage of his gift. He's expectant that these servants, chosen for their ability, will use their gifts wisely. Verse 15, we see that. He chose them according to each owns ability. These people are carefully chosen by the Lord. He's invested in them. His generosity. The Lord, our Heavenly Master, knows our capacity. He knows the skills He has given us to each one of us. He knows the capacity for goodness, the capacity for kindness, the capacity for love, the capacity for gentleness, the capacity for self-control, the capacity for joy, and the capacity for peace that He has given to each one of us. He knows he knows the capacity that we have. And God knows what he has given to us and knows our ability. And accordingly, the, the servants receiving five bags made five more. The servant who received two bags made two bags more. And the final servant did it. In fact, he buried it. He took a hole placed it in the ground carefully, remembering the place, and concealed it for safekeeping. In a way, he was acting wisely. In Jesus' day, the safest place to put something was underground and to mark the place properly. This servant was, in many ways, acting wisely, especially with 20 years' worth of wages. But human wisdom is folly before God. Human wisdom is folly before God. And while the first two servants are commended with the accolade of faithfulness, and therefore given more responsibility, the last servant is cast out into the darkness. He's left in the cold. And while he offered excuses of fear of his master and of expectation, the charge was placed before him because he knew what God was like. He knew the responsibilities that he had. As we read these words, it is sure the main point of this parable is faithfulness. Faithfulness towards the absent master who will one day return in all his glory. I want to see what we have done with the blessings he has given us. So, what have you done this morning with God's blessing? What have you done with God's blessing? What is the Kingdom Church doing with God's blessing? Have we received his generous grace to be in his presence? Paid by the blood of Christ on the cross? 
Or have we taken it for granted? Buried it, keeping it safe as as an insurance policy for ourselves in the future? Have we stayed in our comfort zone? Or are we feeling brave and step beyond our comfort zone? To use the blessings God has given us, the blessings of love, of peace, of kindness, of joy, and of hope. And to pass them on to all who are around us, knowing we do this with God's provision. Do we use gifts that God has given us, or do we bury them and keep them safe for another day? Well, after all, there's a biblical command here we need to pay attention to. The command that comes at the end of Matthew's Gospel, to go out into the world to make disciples. To go out and spread the good news. To go out and show the blessing of God that he's conveyed on us by his love, and share it with other people. Biblical command here we're to follow. We've been charged by God to not only exercise his generous blessings in the receiving of them, but exercise those blessings in the giving of them. Those who know me know I'm not a rugby player. But in many ways we're to be rugby players, we're to catch God's blessings and pass them on down the line. So others may enter into victory with us. As our passage illustrates here, to misuse God's blessings, to misuse and abuse God's blessings, is to be on shaky ground. For one day we will have to give account of our stewardship. One day, can you be aware of what we have done? How we've used what God has given us? We have a command, we have a biblical incentive to carry the gospel to all who we need. So as we draw ourselves towards a close, the question is, how do we share? We know we have to share God's word with people. Well, how do we do this? As we think of our stewardship of God's love, we think firstly of trust. Trust in God's provision. See, God never gives us what we cannot handle. Notice here in this passage, he gave to to these servants that which they could handle, each to their own ability. God does not give us things that we cannot bear on our shoulders. God gives us each individually the opportunity as well as the gifts to handle his provision, handle the situations he brings into our path. It gives each to their own ability and it gives to each in abundance. God's abundance is huge. His grace is huge. We need to trust in God's provision. And as these amounts here in this passage are show their astronomical money amounts, who of us has a hundred years worth of salary in our pockets. No one. But in God's provision, he provides all that we need. We need to trust in his provision. Because he never gives us more than we can handle. 
Second, we use our opportunities to live Jesus. We use our opportunities to live Jesus. You walk into a shop, share a smile, an encouragement behind our masks in these current days. We share friendliness with Share a verse of scripture to someone who's in a time of need for encouragement. Tell people there's hope when they seem to be in a hopeless situation. Share practically with someone who is in need. Help, encourage, enrich. We use the opportunities that we each have, be it in the office, be it in the doctor's surgery, be it in the supermarket, be it in our shops, be it on our farms, be it in the co-op. Wherever we are, we use the opportunities we have to share and live Jesus. So we're trusting God's provision, and we use our opportunities to live Jesus. And thirdly, we delight in prayer. We delight in prayer. For God gives us all that we need in abundance. All we need to do is ask, and he will provide. We need to delight in prayer, delight in sitting before him and asking him for the provision for that which we need. Trust, use, delight. See, God chooses by his divine trust to use us, his people, you, me, as loving channels to share his abundant blessings and cascade them through the communities that we live in. Cascade them far and wide, these blessings, so that they may enrich people's lives and bring God glory. We're to be ball carriers, we're to be passers on, we're to be part of this flow of the river of God's blessings as we distribute them to those far and near. Trust in God's provision. Use our opportunity. Delight in prayer. What we are doing is sharing the love of God. We must heed these warnings, not to bury it, not to sit on it, not to keep it for ourselves for a rainy day, but actively share the love of God with all who are around. How are you using God's blessings this day? Let's pray. Well, Heavenly Father, we thank you for your blessing, blessing of love and blessing of grace. And thank you, Lord, that you fill our hearts and our minds with all that we need. Step before us, Lord, lead us greatly. And fill our hearts with the message of hope carry to a world desperately in need. We pray in your name.
saying of the Apostles' Creed. Together we begin. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let us sit or kneel to pray. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Show us your mercy, O Lord, and grant us your salvation. O Lord, guide and defend our rulers and grant our government wisdom. Let your ministers be clothed with righteousness, and let your servants shout for joy. O Lord, save your people, and bless those whom you have chosen. Give peace in our time, O Lord, and let your glory be over all the earth. O God, may clean our hearts within us, and renew us by your Holy Spirit. Our collect of the day, this second Sunday before Advent. Heavenly Father, whose blessed Son was revealed to destroy the works of the devil and to make us the children of God and heirs of eternal life, grant that we, having this hope, may purify ourselves even as He is pure. That when He shall appear in power and great glory, we may be made like Him in His eternal and glorious kingdom, where he is alive and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. As we come to our prayers of intercession, the response to Lord in your mercy is here, our prayer. Father, we are a people that need you, that needs your help. A people, Lord, that needs each other, because it's through each other that we feel your hands, your presence, that we hear your voice. Father, we pray, Lord, that you will help us each and every day to find our way in the helping of others, in caring for them, in being your light and your song in every situation we find ourselves in. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. And Father, as we look around, we see a world that seems at times in complete disarray. It seems wherever we look, there are troubles, that people are threatened with storms in their lives, natural storms can be fire, our wind, our floods, 
our landslides, so many other things. And then there are those storms that come from being citizens in a nation, where leaders work against their people, or where there is civil strife, or where there's persecution. Lord, in all of these places, we thank you, Lord, because you are there, and you are there in your people, people who are always willing to go out of their way to help, to love, to show your mercy. We pray, Lord God, that you will help us to be your people. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We thank, Lord God, of our brothers and sisters in foreign lands, in particular in places like in Africa and in India and in China, who are being persecuted for their faith. We pray, Lord God, your protection for them. We pray, Lord God, that you would move their leaders to give them the freedom and the space and the right that they need to worship you together without fear for themselves or for their families. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray, Lord God, for our nation and other nations of the world. We pray, Lord God, for all those who are around us who are feeling the pressure of this lockdown, the strain of this pandemic, who are finding it difficult to maintain their work, in some cases to maintain their sanity, and even to maintain their relationships. We pray, Lord God, your mercy and your strength. We pray, Lord, that you give our government wisdom to know how to move forward. When is the right time to bring us out of level five? When is the right time to lower the restrictions and allow people back together? We pray, Lord, that you give us patience. We pray, Lord God, that you help us, Lord, to trust in you, knowing that it is by your hand that our leaders have their place. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. And we pray, Lord, for all of the other needs in our parishes. Lord, you know who these people are who need you. We all need you. But you know what the specific needs are. And we pray as we lift them to you now silently together that you will hear our words, the prayers of our hearts. In your mercy, hear our prayer. And Father, as we look into this new week, and as we go out from our homes, Lord, and as we look at this world around us, we pray, Lord, that as we move about what little or as much as we can, that wherever we go, that we will take your presence with us and your love and be able to show your mercy to everyone whom we meet. And we pray that you go before us, that you guide us, help us, and strengthen us in all things. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ.
Together we join in the prayer that Jesus taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. And we close our time of prayer together with the saying of the grace. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us also evermore. Amen.
As we go, let's go in the love of God. Let us go to be God's saints this week. Not because we are more pious or special, but because we are called to care for those whom the world has tossed aside. Let us go now to serve with Jesus this week. Not because we are better than those around us, but because we are called to humble ourselves in serving those whom society has forgotten. Let us go now to journey with the Spirit this week. Not because we have the inside track, but because we have all lost our way, but hand in hand will be led to God's heart. And as we journey in faith this week, as we receive God's mercy daily, and as we seek to live out that mercy to those around us, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. And may the Lord look on you with kindness and give you peace. Amen.